you a fan of this podcast? Do you wish there was even more juicy content for you to sink your ears into? Well, there is. You can become a premium member of this podcast for $5.99 a month and get full access to an archive of over 50 bonus episodes. Additionally, we release a bonus episode every single month. That's a ton of extra content, including my personal interior design diaries, extra tips, my talking about trends, and so much more. Additionally, you'll be keeping us on the airwaves each and every week because your premium membership money goes directly back to making this podcast amazing. Check us out at affordableinteriordesign.com. Click on podcast to learn more and to become a premium member today. need a high-end designer or a lot of money to get a luxe look be your own interior designer with big design small budget here's your host betsy helmuth on wednesdays at 4 p.m eastern time i go live on facebook to share my design tips to answer your questions to talk about what's going on in my world. Well, I not only share it on Facebook, now I'm going to be sharing it on my podcast. So today you will be hearing a recording of my most recent Facebook Live. Enjoy. Hi, everybody. Happy week. Happy spring. I know it isn't technically spring, but it is so amazingly gorgeous here in the New York City area. It is pushing 70 degrees today. I had to put on this sweater just so you wouldn't see that I have um, gained a winter 15, but it is sweltering hot. I wish I could be here in a tank top and I wish I could turn on my air conditioner and it's glorious. So in lieu of doing both those things, I put on frosted pink lipstick. Yes, spring is here. Frosted pink lipstick. Either spring is here or we're back in the 80s. Either way, I am totally embracing it with my 99 cent wet and wild frosted pink lipstick. Okay, segueing to your amazing design questions because so many have come in this week and they're always so inspiring and interesting. I'm going to jump right in, but certainly if you have a question while we're live, do not hesitate to reach out. You can email it to Betsy at AffordableInteriorDesign.com. You can drop it on our Affordable Interior Design Facebook page. Just shout out. Let me know you're here. Let me know you have a question and let me jump in. So Cindy wrote me a question. She wrote, Betsy, I really enjoy your podcast and I would love any suggestions you have for window treatments for long, narrow windows in my guest room. They've been covered by flimsy tab top, cur- tab top excuse me, curtains since the 90s. Since the room is narrow without a lot of space for bedside tables and lamps and there is no overhead light, the wall-mounted lamps are helpful. I also need light blocking window treatments that will make the room more attractive. I know from what you do that if I use curtains, I should use a wider rod that is hung much higher. I should also space the brackets wider to make the windows appear larger. I would appreciate your advice. So Cindy, you are totally right. You're going to want to hang those brackets for the hardware of the windows up higher than the window framing 
outside the window framing. That way it does make your room look larger, but also you mentioned that you want blackout. So if you were to put that bracket right where the window framing ends, well, you're gonna get some light seepage there on the side. So it's another really good reason to hang that bracket up and out so that it covers that little area where there might be some seepage on the side. Now let's talk about how far up and how far out. A good rule of thumb is between four and six inches. You don't wanna do like 12 inches outside with that bracket and you don't wanna do like 12 inches above the window framing with the bracket. The reason is because on the side, I don't wanna see the window framing, right? So if the window framing is here and the window is right next to it, well, I don't want the panel to be so far out that I can see the window frame when I've got the curtains open. We want the edge of that window frame to be concealed so that we're just seeing the glass. And the reason I don't want to go so much higher than, say, six inches is because you're going to be left with this big swath of wall space between the top of the window framing and the start of the bracket, and sometimes that just looks weird. So that four to six inch rule of thumb is a good one, unless you're using double wide panels, in which case you could go out a little bit further because you're going to have a lot more drape. So you still won't be encroaching on that window framing. Now, double wide panels are rare, but let me tell you when you would use them and an alternative to them. So you would use double wide windows when you have a window that's wider than 50 inches. So the rule of thumb is that you want double the width of drapery that you have width of window. So if your window is 50 inches wide and most panels are between 42 and 50 inches wide, well, then you're gonna need two 50 inch panels to get that two times ratio. That way, when you close the curtains, the panel undulates really nicely. It folds back and forth and isn't taut meaning that there is no wave or ripple to the fabric because there's no additional fabric to spare, which oftentimes causes light seepage in the middle of the two panels where it breaks. So that's why you really want that double width drapery on either side of any window that's larger than 50 inches. Now, a double-wide panel is something that you can Google and find fairly easily, but there are very limited styles. Typically, they're just solids. There are very limited price points. Typically, they're pretty expensive. So what I like to do instead is I like to get two single-wide drapery panels and have them hemmed together to make a double-wide. In my house, I have several needs for double-wides, both in my dining room, my living room, my playroom. And in each case, I went to JCPenney, Bed Bath & Beyond, and Sears, respectively, and I bought four panels instead of just two to frame the window. And then I took them to my local dry cleaner, which happens to be right next door, DJ's Cleaners here on Main Street in Dobbs Ferry. And they sewed them together for me seamlessly, well, I mean, there was a seam, so I was going to make a pun, but it turned out to backfire on me. These live puns, they just don't work out. But uh, but anyway, so now I have double wide panels with the patterns I was hoping for at a price point that you can't beat because you can get a panel for like 20 bucks at Sears. And uh, there you go. I have a perfect undulating curtain in all three of those rooms. Now, you had mentioned that you are currently using TabTap 
curtains. And let me just tell you, it sounds like you already know that that's a horrific problem, but I hate tab top curtains. Now they do tend to be fairly affordable, but they have somewhat of a country look and I'm not against country. This girl's from Missouri. I get it. But the thing I don't like about tab top drapes is when you push them to the side, the tabs overlap each other. And so you can only push them so far because all those tabs start to fold up on each other and limit how far you can push it to the side. And then, of course, when you want to draw the curtains and close them, well, all those tabs have been bunched up and you're going to have to shake it and wiggle it and ugh, it's a hot mess. And it just looks a little bit unrefined. So I'd even prefer a grommet, which is a slightly casual look. Or, of course, you know I love rings on top of the panels for that more formal aesthetic. But uh, there's your option, Cindy, and I hope that helped. And now it's time for a quick commercial break. Do you love this podcast? Do you wish you could learn even more? Well, we have an online class bundle. Our online class bundle is comprised of three online classes, Beautifying Your Home for Less, Styling Your Home, and The Fundamentals of Feng Shui. Each one of those three classes is between 30 and 45 minutes long and chock-filled with visuals and tips things that will help you to style your own space or help out with other spaces. Additionally, with the pack of three classes, you get an autographed copy of my book, Affordable Interior Design. You get all of that for only $99. Once again, that's the three online classes as well as the book for only $99. You just go to affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes. Once again, affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes to buy your bundle today. And if one of those classes sounded intriguing, but maybe you already have my book or some of the other topics are not of interest, you can buy the classes individually at that site as well. Each class is $40. So head over to affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes to get your bundle or your online class today. Let me get to my next question. The next question that came up this week is from... Let's see here. Stacy. So Stacy writes, Betsy, I just wanted to say thank you for the content you put out. You mentioned how nice it is to hear people value what you put out there. And I wanted to be sure that you knew that you are appreciated. You put content out weekly and have taken time to answer my questions. I was the color consultant business question back in the fall on top of running your business and having a family. When I first started listening to you, there was a phrase you used in regards to your business, and it was such a help, an inch wide and a mile deep. That phrase really struck a chord with me and has become my mantra in regards to my own business. Thank you. Warmly, Stacy. Well, Stacy, thank you so much for that feedback. It is really helpful because you put this... You put this content out there in the Twitterverse and the Facebookiverse and the Instagram world and, of course, podcast land. And you really don't know if it lands. You really don't get a ton of feedback besides some likes, some comments, and sometimes a few questions. And the whole reason that I put out this content is really to make a difference, is that so people not only hear the advice, but then can apply it to their own lives. And you brought up something that... I think is really interesting and is certainly inspiring me right now. You brought up the fact that I gave business advice on the podcast. So certainly I love to talk about design. I could talk about drapes, pillows, lamps all day long. In fact, 
I do, but I also love to talk about entrepreneurship and business acumen and new ideas and techniques because as an entrepreneur, that's really where part of my passion lies. That's an area that I am learning about and really digging into and I've joined mastermind groups and I listen to business podcasts and I'm reading the books and I'm just immersing myself in the world of mastering your small business. So if you guys have design questions, don't hesitate to reach out. But I'm also very transparent about how I work. And I think that tip, that inch wide, mile deep, is so valuable, especially when you're starting out. Um, I was reading a book the other day called The Pumpkin Plan by Michael Michalowicz. And in The Pumpkin Plan, he says that in order to grow one of those huge prize-winning pumpkins, you know, those that you see at the state fair, in order to grow one of those, you, of course, plant a very expensive seed. So you have to buy these super pumpkin seeds, and they cost like $100 plus. And I'm going to liken that to having a really good idea for your business. You plant that. But then on the vine grows 10 pumpkins, right? But in order to get that really big pumpkin, they have to cut off the other nine small pumpkins so that all the nutrients can go to that extra big pumpkin and it can grow as big as possible. So what he was saying to do with that system is to take your current offerings, to take what you currently do, your current services or your product list, find the super pumpkin. Find that one that is really taking off. Find that one that everyone wants or that 80% of your clients are booking or buying and get rid of the rest. I recently did that with my own company after listening to his book, audiobook in the fall and I went down from seven plans to only three and I must tell you I have seen a 30% increase in revenue so that is another tip for you Stacy, as you're building your color consulting business that goes along with that inch wide mile deep once you find your niche find what the people in that niche want and keep it small Keep those offerings limiting. And I had a really hard time doing this. In fact, I have some secret pages on my website that still hide those services that I got rid of, the paint consultation, the renovation consultation, those small pumpkins that were really just taking up my time and distracting my primary clients from finding the service that they want. So I hope that little bit of feedback is helpful as you launch your business, Stacey. Please keep me posted and don't hesitate to reach out with business questions. So my next question this week came from Natalie. Natalie writes, Betsy, I've been binge listening to your podcasts. Guys, you will want to check that out, bigdesignsmallbudget.com or my Facebook Lives right here at Affordable Interior Design on Facebook. So you've been watching my online classes and you had a question about colors in a work office. I was thinking about putting some orange or yellow to boost my productivity and creativity, but I realized today that at times I get very stressed at work. I'm wondering if you think that instead I should use more calming colors like light blue. I work in a cubicle and I can't change it that much, but I wanted to get some accents and printed artwork. So what do you think? Thanks, Natalie. So Natalie, you know my 60-30-10 rule because you've taken my classes, you've listened to my podcast, you're a fan of the Facebook Live events. So you know all about the 60-30-10, that in a home space or even in a commercial space, I take three colors to create the color palette, but I use them in different doses. So for instance, in your office space, I'm thinking that you don't have to choose either light blue, which is one of those more calming, sedating, serene colors, nor do you have to choose only working with those warm colors like orange and yellow. 
In your case, you could use all three. Now that might feel a little bit loud, so I would probably stick with, um, hmm, I don't know. It depends what you do for work, right? It depends how stressed out you get, but it sounds like that 60% will need to be the light blue because that really is calming. However, I will warn you that when I started my business, I started in my studio apartment that was 12 years ago, and it was light blue. The color of the sky, very pale. I'm trying to remember what color it was in Benjamin Moore. But I found it to be too sedating. I really had a hard time when the phones were ringing off the hook, when the emails were coming in, being super productive. Instead, I found myself yawning quite a bit. So I had to take my laptop and my phone to nearby coffee shops to really get stimulated and work. So it sounds like in your case, the yellow and the orange has been too much. So I would consider putting those in the 30 or 10% dosages and keeping that light blue at the 60% dosage. But when I'm at work, I want you to think about one other thing. The other thing I want you to think about is the branding of the company because you want to show that you're a team player. You want to reinforce where you're working and you don't want to seem totally off brand, even if nobody is coming to your cubicle but you. So I would also throw in that mix, you know, when you're looking to use the blue, the your orange or yellow, and then maybe one other color. I would think about the logo for the company as that other color. So for instance, in my office, you can see, and um, on my website, you can also see additional pictures, affordableinteriordesign.com. Go to the Dobbs Ferry space in the portfolio section. You can see our storefront. But you can see that it is primarily teals, blues, but I've added pops of hot pink to kind of keep me stimulated. You can even see that on the website because I've integrated it into my brand imaging because having all blue was just too tranquilizing, too serene, and sort of didn't embody the fact that this is an energetic company that does quick turnaround and likes to deliver. So keep all of that in mind when you're thinking about what colors to make your personal office because I would love for your boss to walk by and really sense the brand loyalty, sense your connection to the company through your decor as well. So I hope that helped. And let's get to one final question comment before we sign off for today. Kendra wrote me, Hi, Betsy. I was just listening to the episode where you mentioned scheduling your emails and wishing you could schedule your texts. I don't know if this will work for you, but I thought it might be worth mentioning. My three-year-old was trying to send emojis to his grandma, and he kept holding down the send arrow instead of just tapping it. Then a schedule this message feature popped up. I have a Samsung Android, so it may not be the same on iPhone, but I bet there is a way. I was also just introduced to the Instagram app Later, which is a scheduler for that platform. I hope that will be helpful for you. Best, Kendra. Kendra. Thank you so much for sending this note because you inspired me. So right after I received this email, I went right to my iPhone and I held down the send arrow and it did not work. But I was like, Kendra said there must be a way. There must be a way. So I went online and I Googled the situation. And there is this app for iPhones called Scheduler. 
And so I downloaded it and apparently it is very easy to send texts through Scheduler at your desired hour. So I am going to launch into that. I have currently downloaded it but not actually used it. It's a process, guys. It's a process. One step at a time. So thank you so much for joining me this week. I hope you will keep those questions coming to Betsy at AffordableInteriorDesign.com. And I will catch you next week. Bye. You've asked for it, and we have answered the call. For years, you've been saying, Betsy, you're talking about all these great design concepts, but we can't visualize them. You're describing the picture that the listener sent in of their problem, and we wish we could see that picture too. After all, a picture is worth a thousand words, and I do my best to describe them, but there's nothing like seeing it for yourself. And that's why Affordable Interior Design, the podcast, now has a YouTube channel. Not only do we have a YouTube channel where you could see recordings and clips of these podcast episodes, we also have an Instagram, a Facebook, and so many other exciting things. You should check it out. Head over to affordableinteriordesign.com slash links. Once again, affordableinteriordesign.com slash L-I-N-K-S links. And when you go there, you will see links to our YouTube page, our Instagram page, our Facebook page, and more. Please check it out, follow and subscribe so you can see everything I'm talking about. A big thank you to our amazing producer, Catherine Heller, to Aton and the MCR House Band, and to Affordable Interior Design, the sponsor of this podcast and the premier place to get an amazing look on a budget. Check out affordableinteriordesign.com. If you guys love the show, the very best way to support us is by spreading the word. Tell your friends or write us an awesome review on iTunes. So until next week, guys, thanks so much for joining us, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.